Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. Well, should we keep talking about finances or should we keep, should we switch to like, I think we should switch to some more interesting shit than finances. That's what I think. Well, it actually bridges perfectly because what does more people want? Finances, right? Yeah. So how do you get more finances? Well, you get it with the hard way or you can manifest the money instead. Ooh. Oh, shit. I like that little plug there. <laughs> so what's, what's the opposite of mansplaining? The opposite of mansplaining? I don't know. Well, in a good way, though. I meant in a good way. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to, <laughs> woman. <laughs> Does oh, that sound bad? Did it sound harsh? Me to mansplain? I want you to tell us all about it, is what I'm trying to say. But I said that in a really weird way. <laughs> um, I feel like the opposite of mansplaining is women putting up with mansplaining. It's like women just being like, uh huh, okay, whatever, shut up. That's the opposite of mansplaining. <laughs> The one um, being like, let me tell you how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I was just really excited about, um, well, I mean, I, I talked about it before about Kimber's class because I did manifest like $15,000 and it just kind of like within days, it was wild. Things were just coming in checks that I'm like, what is this even from? Um, outstanding things that, I had issues with, with stores and companies that didn't refund my money, all of a sudden gave me like double the money back, like oh, things wow. that made no sense. It was just falling into my lap and it was so exciting. So, so, I'm, gr- I'm glad we're having oh, this conversation. Yes. By the way, does my volume sound better? I think now, I think now, now it's, it's too low. Too low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to find a sweet spot here, guys. How about like right now? Ooh, ooh yeah, dude. Now you're I in the sweet spot. Maybe like a little higher, like it just... Just a smidge. Okay. How about uh, that smidge? That seems yes. good. Okay. We'll like go with that. sing to us or something like that. La 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 la. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Don't, don't, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think it was a Disney song that came to mind. Like la la. What's that from? It's from a Disney cartoon. I think. <laughs> I don't know, but we don't talk about Bruno has been in my head all day and I've been singing it all day. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, Yeah, no. Honestly. I feel like I know that song backwards and for- forwards. <laughs> I have never seen the movie Encanto. I've never seen the movie, nor have I actually ever heard that song like in its original. Who, who did who did Encanto? Was it Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that fucking song by the OG, like from the movie. My kids sing that song so much that I feel like I know the whole, the whole thing backwards and front. You want to know like where I went so wrong in predicting that? Like what? I left the theater being like, cause we saw it Thanksgiving weekend and I left the theater and I was like, or maybe it was Christmas Eve. Maybe. I don't know. We saw it. And <laughs> I left the theater being like, you know what? It was good. But the song's just like, 
they're not going to be very catchy. They're not going to catch on very much. And in fact, like they're too on the nose, you know, you're singing a song about like, we don't talk about Bruno. It's yeah. not like under the sea where everyone can kind of relate to it. It can mean yeah. what you want it to mean. Yeah. It's like, we don't talk about Bruno. No, it's very literal, but I yeah. guess people love it. <laughs> and yeah. it's one of those things that the more you listen to it, I think the more it kind of catches on. So just one viewing isn't enough, but. I, no, I agree. I, I, shit, man, I'm going to say something that's really probably very unpopular. I do not care for the way Lin-Manuel Miranda writes music or songs. Ooh, this Listen, is, this is the most controversial thing we've ever said on the podcast. This might be the most controversial <laughs> thing I've ever said. I hate it in the Heights. Mm. I, I, I was lukewarm. On, like Hamilton was all right. Like I liked the originality of Hamilton and that kind of stuff, but I was like, I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda puts too many goddamn words into his, like each bar is like, there's double the words that there should be in that thing. I, I mean, point. Now to his credit, he is a award-winning singer songwriter. And I am a guy trying to mansplain finances to Shalice. <laughs> so I, I accept the responsibility for what I've just said, but I'm just, I don't know. I Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda just he goes a little too hard for me. I'm just like, dude, slow it, like chill out with these words, bro. There's a lot of words. And like Hamilton, I, I love seeing I went to see it here in LA and uh I just didn't know what the goddamn thing what was going on. I was like, oh I'm I'm it's a good little beat and they're doing their things. I just can't understand. They speak so damn fast. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's because they got a they got a mouthful of words they gotta get in before the next beat drops. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like they got like yeah. There's only so much time. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to what we were saying, but one more thing, but I, we're all kind of Brunos in our family though. I think, you know, are we? Oh not? my gosh. Like, that's so true. <laughs> ones who kind of leave the family because we're having weird visions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doug, I, you wouldn't I, know, but <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know why we don't talk about Bruno. I know he's got a seven foot frame and I, I know all that about him. Dude, I, mean, I don't know what it, I don't know. The, I don't know the plot of Encanto. You know what? That's actually a really good thing that you haven't seen it because he Bruno is just misunderstood because at the end we get to hear from Bruno and he explains everything that the song about him kind of trashes him on. He's like, no, this is what happened. No, this is what happened. So we're just okay. misunderstood Bruno's outcast Bruno's. And I better go see Encanto. It's on 24 seven at my house. So I guess I'll just watch it. <laughs> I mean, oh, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. <laughs> no, dude, just say it. We're saying, we're saying. Okay, bullshit I was here. just gonna say, I could just picture my family singing. We don't talk about Mike, <laughs> or um, let's talk about Mike. They could see either, either one. I could see. I could picture both of them. And I love my family. I shouldn't say it that way, but. Well, but that's exactly that... what happened in the song. It was like we don't talk about Bruno, but this is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if we keep that or not, but um. Shalice, I'm glad we're talking about this because manifesting is something that I've been thinking about a lot and like sitting with, because when you describe it, I love it, but I also, it triggers all this Mormon stuff in me, you know, this like, really, I just paid tithing and, you know, as a check came in the mail of $50, I didn't even know about. And then like some random, I found $30 in the street. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know? And so I'm here for it. All, all of it, all the advice and all the triggers and all of the weirdness and all, all of it. Same. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that just gave me, I got, I got shit to say, but I want to keep talking about manifestation. Shalice. <laughs> what is it? What, what yeah. when we say a lot of times we say these words like 
holding space and mm-hmm. uh, intention setting and uh, uh, manifestation and integration. But let's let's talk about what manifestation is. Like, wh- wh- what is it? I think it's putting your wish out into the universe with the expectation that it will deliver it back to you. So we've talked about before that manifestation can be similar to prayer, where you ask God for something and expect him to deliver it. However, I think where it's different is if you pray and you don't get what you want, you don't feel like you're unworthy of getting it, right? There's no guilt attached to manifesting. It's, it's, it's about putting out the intention and knowing that if it's good for you, if it's right for you, it will come for you. It will come to you. But if it doesn't, it's not like, oh, I'm just not worthy enough, or I must have been doing something wrong, or maybe I'm a sinner, or maybe I need to pray harder. I think it just releases that shame side of it. But I can talk more about even the the scientific part of it, too, because I did a, a class with Kimber, and it was amazing. By the way, six I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but I got a reading from Kimber. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, Kimber's awesome. Like that Kimber episode was one of the all-timers, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember set and setting for that episode. And she like, I mean, I was getting chills. I was getting chills with Kimber. She knows what she's up to. So she's got something, she got something brewing over there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I probably got to take a manifestation course with her. Yeah. She I, mean, I did awesome. a two hour, a two hour session where we did she opened the Akashic records for me. Mm-hmm. Asked all a bunch of questions, then she did an energy healing. Which afterwards, I was looking at her, and I'm like, uh, I think I've been reborn in this moment. Wow, you know? it was pretty cool. It was pretty, yeah. She's magic, man. She is yeah. magic. Yeah, she really is. So she's done this class twice, and geez, there was a lot of people. Now that it's over Zoom, uh, there were people from all over the states, all over the world, even joining in. And it came with this little book here. I'm holding it up for everyone that can't see me, but it's actually a workbook and it was really helpful because it helps you put your ideas on paper and then kind of not only speak them into existence, but write them into existence, create them into existence, if you will. So we talked about manifesting before because I mentioned my what if boards and we put the link in, which by the way, I'm getting them printed and I'm really excited to have them in my hands to look at them. Yeah. But the whole basis is creating an avatar, basically the person that you want to become. So writing out your goals and then thinking like, so for me, I want to have my own TV show, my own travel show. So what would Shalise wear if she already had shot that travel show? How would she present herself to the world? How would she act? Where would she go to eat? How would she... Uh, interact with her peers or who would she even hang out with and putting yourself in those shoes to act as if it already happens because we know that our thoughts are broadcast continuously. We've done multiple experiments to know that our thoughts are continuously broadcast from our bodies, uh, from our heart space, from our minds, everything. So if you're broadcasting the thought of I am this person, it's going to ripple out into the universe And through the law of attraction, it will come true. It will happen. That's basically the law of attraction in a nutshell. Just to pause for a second, because this law of attraction, basically like you attract things at a certain frequency. So if you're emitting a certain frequency, you're going to get that frequency back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So where most people mix up everything and they're like, law of attraction doesn't work. 
is because if you're emitting this energy, let's say I want a new car and I'm saying, yes, new car. I want a Lexus. I want a Lexus. You're putting yourself in that excitement state, which is a high frequency, that um, gratitude state as if you already own the Lexus, right? Thank you universe for this new Lexus putting yourself in the future moment as if it already exists, because that's the energy that we want the universe to give back to us. Um, but then they automatically think of, cause my car sucks so bad. It's like losing tires and doing this and doing that. And it makes noises and it smells. And all of a sudden the frequency shifts back down to that lower frequency of lack, mm. the lack of not having the car. So just like a radio station, if you turn to a certain station and you're there and you're listening to the station, if you change the station back to a lower frequency, then when the thing comes around, it's going to miss you. You're not on the same frequency anymore. So how can it attract back to you if you're still on that lower frequency of lack? So it's about allowing it to come to you by continuously staying in that frequency. And how do you do that through meditation is the easiest way to clear your mind to literally just unblock yourself, sitting quietly five minutes, 10 minutes, focusing on breath. Breath work is a good thing. And also journaling. So writing things down, which is why she gave us this workbook so that every day we can write down things that we want to bring into our life or things that we quote already have and just write it into existence. Because if you create this habit of being the person already that you want to become, then it should naturally flow to you and effortlessly flow to you. What? So I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn more about this because like I get in my head about, I mean, Shalise, you mentioned prayer Mm -hmm. as like that thing of, you you know, I, I, there's a lot of parallels there because it's like you pray for something and if it doesn't come to be, it's kind of like, well, but it's God's will. And, and, you know, I, I remember Jeff Holland talking about like, some answers come sooner, some answers come later, and some don't come until heaven. But for the faithful, you know, they come. And I, I start getting into like, you know, we did the existential kink thing, you know, read that book. And what, what happens with manifestation when your conscious wants are not necessarily in line with your subconscious desires or, or kinks or needs, I guess. What, what, what is, is there a term for that? Is it misalignment? Like what, what, what's that look like? I think that's a really good point. And I think that's something that goes hand in hand with what Kimber teaches because understanding your shadow side is really important. Like she talks, Elliot, uh, what's her name? Something. Carolyn Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. She talks about in her book that you may consciously want a new car, but subconsciously you love the idea of having to drive a car around because you love the embarrassment or whatever it is that your kinky desire needs to express itself. So I do think there is value in doing the work on both sides and really looking into your patterns. That's usually the telltale sign of something that you're unconsciously manifesting. Because if you consistently get yourself into these bad situations, you know, like, Oh, I always attract men who cheat on me or like, I'm always with the guys who cheat on me. They always cheat on me. And well, you're putting that out there. Like I'm always with guys who cheat on me. Maybe there's a reason or a trigger or a trauma that you need to address to break the pattern first before you put in 
uh, the order for what you want and a new guy. I mean, I know that for a fact, cause that's what I did. I used to constantly attract the same type of guy, the ones that were like, Oh, I love you so much. But deep down, they never wanted to commit or anything. It was just like the same person. And then I took a year and a half to like really figure out myself and grow myself and come into a vibration to where I can actually attract the guy that I really wanted and deserved. And that's when I wrote down my manifestation list of everything I wanted in a guy. And three weeks later, Jonathan, everything on my list showed up. (laughs) So (laughs) I think there's a lot of work to be done. You know, we love that guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's great. Um, You know, um, I have a question about, because I'm I'm sitting here and I'm talking about my Mormon triggers. And one of the things that, that came up when you were talking that I was feeling was when you were saying, maintain the frequency, right? Mm. It brings up to me, I feel the, no one likes a frowny face. Do not let it stay. Quickly turn it upside down. I'm like, fuck no. Sometimes I just want to be sad. Sometimes I just want to like be in a low frequency, you yeah. know? And yeah. so maintaining a high frequency to me sounds exhausting. Yeah. I don't know. And I know that can sound like toxic positivity and I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. I think for me, you're thinking more of emotions rather than intentions. I think so. so. Yeah. Because even the Shalice that has her own TV show is going to be sad sometimes. Yeah. She's not always going to be happy and live in the high life, but putting yourself in her shoes as far as, okay, well, maybe how would Shalice handle this situation if she had her own TV show? You can still be sad. You could still feel all of your emotions. And we also know that those lower density emotions, like the, the anger and the sadness and everything, they move at a slower pace. So this is something that I've learned. I've heard it a few times and I, I wish I could place exactly where maybe it was the Abraham Hicks book, Law of Attraction, which everyone should listen to is awesome that those frequencies move at a slower pace. So if you put out that frequency of the negative emotion and then you switch, you know, eventually in a couple of days, in a week or so you switch, the higher frequency moves faster. So it actually counteracts the lower stuff. So those lower things won't happen to you as quickly. Does that make sense? They come back at a slower pace. So if you're able to shift yourself eventually into something that's attuned at a higher frequency, then those lower manifestations won't, you'll be at a different radio station. They won't hit you when you switch again. I mean, it's interesting so, to think about. Oh, sorry. Let me make one point then, Doug. I'll of course. Me. Yeah, go ahead. It just reminds me, remember when the first time I did LSD and it was with you, Doug, and like, yeah. I was just like, I'm like, holy shit, I get the frequency thing. I was like going in and out and like, whoa. I'm like if I go to a different frequency, it's like I can change to a different galaxy or something. But I was like operating on this frequency thing. And playing with that. Yeah. And on LSD, I can get to a frequency where it's like, oh, anything is possible. I can change. I can change any story I want to, um, yeah. which is kind of cool when I'm on it. And then I, I'm off it and get back into a lower frequency, I guess. I don't know what goes on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, I have that feeling too, Mike, but it's funny. Cause like, I'm, I'm hearing, I don't know, this, this whole thing about just, multiple things being true at once. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with that. Cause like I I'm down with the, the manifestation stuff and Shalice, the stuff you're talking about makes such good sense to me. Like even using a real crass example, like I, I ride motorcycles and there's this concept 
if you're on a motorcycle, it's like the thing that you're looking at, if you look at a thing, you're going to go to that thing. So if you're looking at a big old rock, no, that, or a big old pothole, if you're looking at that, looking at, look, looking at that, you're like, without really being in control or without really like a, uh, being aware of it, you're going to hit that rock or you can hit that pothole or just whatever it is. But then also Mike to the LSD po- point, like, I also feel like I see the string, I, I see the puppet strings and I, and I see the, the frequencies that I can operate on. And I, even when I'm, even when I'm in that, even when I'm in LSD, I'm like, God, I want to, I want to remember this pattern or I want to remember how to, how to be in this high frequency forever because I love being up here. But then, you know, whatever happens, you get knocked back down or, you know, wears off and you just go back into sort of like that middle, what I would call that middle energy or that middle pattern. And so it's, this is a, this is, a, this is an interesting conversation for me. Cause I, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm whatever the word is. Uh, I don't want to say like worthy, but I, I don't know that I'm strong enough to manifest my entire life. But then if I zoom out a little further and I look at the, I look at the, the, the reasons why behind things I might want to manifest, like, like be behind like actual, you know, she used the example of the Lexus or, or, you know, finding the guy of your dreams, all that kind of stuff. Like if I, if I zoom out, I'm like, oh shit, I have a lot of the stuff that I, I feel like I've got to fill like a full life and all of the things that I want kind of exist. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's this weird thing where I go back and forth. This is such an interesting topic because I don't know how sold I am on either side of it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm loving this topic, Doug. And it just, I just want to bring up one quote real quick because it reminds me of uh, uh, ski lessons too. the same thing. Like if you're going through, yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you're going through trees, don't look at the tree. You look at the path, you know, and it's that Star Wars quote. I know it's from the Phantom Menace, but it's called, or Qui-Gon Jinn says, your focus determines your reality. Yeah. Yeah. And bingo. Right. And so I think that's kind of what we're talking about right now is your focus determines your reality. I was going to say a very similar quote, right? before, (laughs) Like the same time as you, Mike, which is basically where attention goes, energy flows. So there has been other experiments done on photons, essentially energy particles showing that when you watch something, the act of observing creates a reality. So just by you thinking about or writing it down or making a collage or a board, you're putting energy towards that thing and showing that that's important to you, which again is why it's important not to focus on the bad. It's okay to look at the bad and go through the bad and have those feelings, but to allow yourself to come back to a space where you can focus your energy on something else because where attention goes, energy flows, which is also why I love the journals that Kimber has because it every morning you can sit down and focus your attention on the things that you want instead of the things that you don't want, which we do all the time right? Yeah. every day. Yeah. We're thinking like, you know, I have a cold right now. So sorry if I'm sniffling in the mic, um, but you don't realize how amazing it is to breathe out of both of your nostrils until you can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good and point. then, and that's when I'm focusing on like, Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. Instead I should be focusing on, Oh, breath is amazing. You know, focusing on the things that I do want instead of the things that I don't, which is, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is possible. And Doug, to your point of, you don't know if you're capable of doing it, the best part about it is it's just active imagination, which we talk about all the time, which is really the state that we end up in whenever we do plant medicine is active imagination. 
So how do we get to that state without plant medicine, removing the ego and making it just a game, making it about fun, child's play? Like, what if the day went this way? Or what if this happened? Um, There's an author who I've mentioned before, Marie Manucheri, who has the book, How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides. And she actually has um, a deck of cards that are what if cards. They're for manifesting. And she said the reason that they're so helpful and so effective is because instead of saying, I have Alexis, sometimes your brain will be like, girl, no, you don't. You don't make enough money for that. But if you say, what if I had Alexis? All of a sudden you get these butterfly feelings and it feels really good because there's no ego telling you that that's not possible, which again, this is so exciting. There's so many dots I want to connect right now. So, because the next thing, Mike, you were talking about, um, the, the power of testimony or the power of, oh, I paid my tithing and I found $30 on the ground. The reason that that works is because they believe it works, right? Mm. They fully believe if they give their money, they give their tithing, they will get it back. There's no resistance there. They're staying at that frequency of abundance. And that's why I think it works for some people because that's literally what they're doing is just manifesting money to come to them with no resistance that it will. That's faith, really. Yeah. Dude, that's a mind fuck. What are you about to say, Mike? Sorry, I see you. I see your. I see your wheels turning. I, I was still spinning. Though. I'm still. I'm still turning. It's still turning. Um, well, uh, I was just gonna say it's it's kind of a mind fuck for me, especially if we talk about like the tithing, like kind of deal. Like I remember um, that tithing kind of deal. It's the whole deal. That yeah. tithing deal. Yeah. Well, when I say kind of deal, I mean like the. Pay your tithing and then you get a check in the mail for a thousand bucks or whatever. Like, I, I, I just want to point out, remember the deal when we paid 10% of everything? Shit, dude, yeah, 10%. <laughs> and then it was like, it was like you were extra righteous. If like, you know, people based it on like maybe their, like their take home pay, but then a lot of people be like, no, pre tax, I pay 10%. Other people are like, no, it's just on your increase. And it's, it's like, fucking A, what is it? Like, how about some clarification here? Yeah. God or profits. Like, how no, about you guys gonna, just tell us? They're, ne- they're never going to clarify the grosser net thing because. Of course not. They're going to say like, whatever you feel is the right one. Cause it's like up, up, up them, up them donations, man. Like let's nope. get it yeah. up there. <laughs> okay. Continue. <laughs> well, I, oh yeah. I was telling, I was telling about like the tithing thing. So I remember being in the church and, and I was in the bishopric and there was like one of those end of year meetings, you know, where we're kind of talking about people in need and like the, you know, I don't think what it's not secret Santa, but just that whole thing about like helping people out in need. And and in my ward, there was this family that we were, you know, we were getting all the kids had these certain gifts they wanted. And we kind of knew the financial situation of the, of the household. And like, I, I can't believe I'm telling this story. Cause I've, it's like a secret, you know, it's like one of those things that you keep secret. Cause you don't want to like let your alms be done in front of, you know, all these other motherfuckers, you got to do them in secret, you know? But like, I remember looking at this family and being like, man, I think I got a little extra dough. And so I'm going to like, so I sneaky, I sneaky got a cashier's check and gave him a thousand bucks. Like you, you couldn't trace it. It's just like, they, they knew the the financial institution that it came from, but that was it. And look, whether it's a, whether it's $10 or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or $10,000, whatever the amount is, I just gave him this amount, you know, and sure enough, not, not even two weeks goes by and it's fast and testimony meeting. And the lady gets up there and tells one of those like stories that you could write it. You could, you, you, the two, you could script this story. She gets up there and she's talking about 
oh, geez, it was this and this was happening and this was going wrong. And we needed you know, these bills that were due and we were just short. We needed exactly X amount of money. And one day we got home and opened the mailbox and out of the blue, there's this amount of money. And it's like this whole big testimony builder and she's crying up there and bearing testimony. And I'm sitting there at the time already kind of going through a faith crisis or faith transition, I, I would say thinking to myself, no girl, I, I put that money in your mailbox. It wasn't, God didn't do anything, but then I'm sitting here going, wait, what if, what if like I was an agent acting on behalf of God or the universe or this, or this lady's manifestation of like, I need this, this mm-hmm. is where I'm at. So that's why this whole conversation is a mind fuck to me because it's like, it's like Robert Frost's poem. Uh, uh, what the hell is that poem called? Where two woods diverge into a wood or two paths diverge into a wood. And he's like, I took the one that's less traveled and that made all the difference. Well, it's like, of course the one you took is the one that you think was the best one. It's because you already took it. You took that path. And so I get, I get, my brain gets fucked over with this kind of stuff, man. I'm, I'll, I'm going right. to hit mute for a second. Cause I feel like this was a long <laughs> were, old thing. Were you an instrument in the Lord's hand? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Dad? That's what I'm trying to ask. Was I, was I an instrument in the hands of God or the universe or Shiva or whoever's out there running things. Like when I was sitting there being all cocky, like, no girl, I put that money in your, in your mailbox. Really. It was like, but did I like, why did I do that? What was I thinking? What was I up to? Like what inspired me to do that? You know? Shit. Well, maybe there's a fact that we're all just instruments, but who, uh, who do you want to, who, which God goddess, you talked about a bunch of them back there, like Shiva, Kali, Jesus, Yeshua. I don't know. Which one do you want to play to fiddle your instrument for a bit? You know? <laughs> yeah, man. That's a good old point. Do we have a I choice in that or do we not? <laughs> oh, let's go down that path, Mike. I'm good with it. Let's figure it out. Well, um, before we go down one path, I do want to, one, highlight Kimber's, can we talk a little bit about Kimber's books or Kimber's work, workbooks? Yeah. I mean, I've been <laughs> referencing it this whole time and everyone's probably like, what is she even talking about? Yeah. Well, look at the cover. The cover was what? What was the, the cover? cover the says a quantum leap into a parallel reality, which was another thing I was going to mention when Doug, you were like, I don't know, but all these things happening at the same time. Um, so Kimber talks about how there are multiple realities going on simultaneously. And we've talked about that too, um, which is the Mandela effect, right? That we've mentioned. Yeah. So the whole point of manifesting is when you release that resistance of it's not possible for me to have a Lexus in six months, maybe this in this reality, it's not possible, but you can literally quantum leap into another reality and then it is possible. And when I let that really sink in and just allowed it to be true for me, whether it is or not things really started changing for me and shifting because no longer was I like, well, how am I going to manifest $10,000 in a week? I just was like, I'm going to manifest $10,000 in a week. And it just happened. And so, (laughs) so for me, that's like, oh, I'm jumping into a parallel reality that is more suited to the type of person that I want to be and the type of life that I want to live. And so that's what her course book is. So she has two different packages on her website. The first is the whole kit that I got when I took her class, which is this journal, this book that has a whole bunch of prompts. Um, basically, the the whole chapter list. I'm going to read it because I think it's pretty cool. It comes with um, a toolkit and QR codes that link to all of these meditations, which 
most of them are sleep meditations, which I'm down with because I yeah. never give myself time to do it in the day, but I'll fall asleep to one. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I always had the coolest dreams when I did. So there's probably like 20 meditations on there that you just scan the code and you can go right to it. Um, so chapter one dream, is, did you write your dreams down when you had them? I, re- you know what I should have. <laughs> I'm really bad because always write your dreams down, girl. I know (laughs) I dream in feature films and it would take like an hour to write down. I know I have the same, I have the same issue. Sometimes I'm up for my both dream in feature films. Like I, I dream in these little like looping snippets and the two of you have these epic dreams where I'm like, God damn it. I'm trying my best to write this shit down, but it's always like X happens. Y happens equals Z. And that's the end of my dream. And it's like, it just keeps looping. (laughs) I had a weird one last night where the carnival feminine came and Ooh. it was a weird deal. Well, we're, we're, that'll, that'll be a tease for a future episode. We don't want to get into That's that. That's fun. It's off topic, but. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So chapter one is the magic of imagination. So it talks about, let's just imagine things like a kid would play pretend where there's no stakes. It doesn't matter if you can't manifest a red pencil. It's just for fun. So you could just like put something out there. Like I want to manifest a red pencil. And it's funny how when we manifest the perceived small things, they come so easily. Why? Because there's no resistance because we're like, how hard could it be to manifest a red pencil? But when we try and manifest a Lexus, it's like, whoa, I don't know. That's a little crazy. And we're the only ones that put the resistance on it. The universe doesn't know the difference between a red pencil and a Lexus. It's just like, is this what you want? All right, I'll give it to you. Is this what you want? All right, I'll give it to you. So it's just about playing with no attachment to outcome. Um, chapter two, magic of intention, chapter three, the magic of allowing, which is what I just talked about, actually allowing yourself to receive something and know that you're worthy of receiving something that you deserve it. Chapter four is the magic of abundance. Chapter five is the magic of transmutation. And chapter six is the magic of becoming. So becoming the avatar that you have been writing yourself down as throughout this whole book. And then it comes with like a rollerball of essential oil, some Palo Santo, and I believe um, a crystal. What was it called? Selenite crystal. So it's this cool little like box. And then there's all these activities in here that you can do, like using the box that it comes in to put photos in that you want to manifest into existence. Kind of like a a board that I created um, and showed you guys, but it's like a tangible. You put it in the box and it's like a magic box. Mm. So yeah, I'm like really loving this. So many, and I loved it. I loved it so much that I ordered her next thing, which is a 365 day journal. So it's just a daily prompt where every single day you write down what you want for the day or what you want for whenever. And yeah, that's coming soon. So you can order both of these from her website. It's divinealchemyacademy.co, and we'll put the link in the show notes. Link it in the show notes. But we love Kimber and we talk about Kimber all the time and you should definitely check it out. Get some sessions with her. I can't wait to hear about Mike's session. Damn, I've heard about Mike's session. It is no joke. Like it is a lot. It is a oh, lot. Man, I'm jealous. There's some cool spirit guides in there, guys. That's like, yeah. can we talk about it next time? Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, all right, absolutely. cool. Um, Before you go, Mike, I just got to, I got to get something off my, I got to get something out of my brain for a second. Every time, Shalice, you mentioned Lexus, like it's funny that you're bringing up specifically the brand Lexus because I haven't thought like I don't care. I don't want to I don't want to own a Lexus. I drive a truck. I like driving a truck. I want to drive a truck till I die. Okay. <laughs> but when I was 
when I was like, when I was like pretty hardcore cool back in the day, the Lexus was the car that I wanted. And it all came down to, you know, big, like I could time, you know, if you think about like time, the way Vonnegut describes it, you know, like you can just pick any time in your life. If I'm picking any time in my life, like I currently could for very cheap own what at one point was my dream car. You know, when I used to be hit, listening to Biggie and all that kind of stuff, like on the Lexus LX four and a half bulletproof <laughs> glass tints. If I want some ass going to blast three first, ask questions last. That's how most of these so-called gangsters pass. Like I thought a Lexus was the yes. ultimate vehicle. <laughs> but right now I could own the exact car that Biggie was talking about in that song. What, what song? Hypnotize. I could own it right now, probably for like three grand. I mean, who knows how much a Lexus LX 4.5. I mean, it's probably cheap as fuck, but now it's like 20 some odd years later. And I'm like, but my, what I want to manifest is different. Like what I want is fucking different. It's you guys changes. I'm sorry, but I'm having a whole brain Doug, meltdown. Today. I'm so glad you melted down this moment because I, I feel like you just kind of teed me up for something I wanted to say right now for a little bit. You know it. You know it. Um, one, I'm going to, I I think I want that. I'm going to buy that thing from Kimber because that work, um, yeah, it looks should. cool, huh? Especially the beginning. I, I I can, I can vibe with manifestation as like this active imagination in beginning this dialogue with the unconscious. Like a, a couple episodes ago, we, we released that imagination and trickster episode where we talked about imagination is the space where the conscious and the unconscious meet. Yeah. And I think this is really important in all this because yeah. I'm just thinking about, so two years ago, right now, guys, March 1st, let me take you back to March 1st, 2020. You know, Doug, you were about to come out to California to visit. We kept texting because like this COVID thing was like, whoa, is this getting serious or what? Like you're going to come visit, right? (laughs) Mike, it's two years later and the same thing's happening. I'm coming out to visit about the same time. Oh, you are. Oh, Oh, what? Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just had a moment there, man. That's cool. The, um, I just started working with my therapist, just started dream work two years ago, right? The podcast wasn't even a twinkle in your eye, Doug, before you, <laughs> before we like created it together, you know? Um, no, not at all. So if I were listening to this episode right now and, and decided to do a vision board of my life two years ago, I would not have put anything down on that. I could not have imagined what would have transpired in two years? I would not have put down starting a podcast. No way in hell. No way in hell would I ever put that, right? I would not have put down like an online community with people on the Solstice Festival and magic group of fairy people who are emerging from God knows where to like come and be part of this, like whatever we're doing here. We could not have manifested that. We wouldn't have known about Shalice. We wouldn't have yeah. known about all the other people that make this thing cool. Like, dude, we wouldn't have known any of that shit. None of that shit. I also wouldn't have like put down going back to get a PhD, like going back to school in psychology. What the fuck? Hell yeah. no. <laughs> well, that would have been a hard no, right? Like I remember finishing my MBA and being like, oh, I am done with school forever and like celebrating. And now I'm back in it and I'm loving it. But like, I would never have put that in there. And there's other things in like my personal life that like, I guess what I'm trying to say is everything that's happened that's good to me in the last two years, I would not have even imagined to put on a vision board two years ago. Yeah. So 
I'm loving it. I'm loving it as like this interaction. So I think there's a, a time when the conscious can meet with the unconscious. And I love how you, Shalise, you said, hold it loosely or being let unattached. Let go of the outcome. Let go of the outcome. Cause you could be like, oh, I really want a Lexus. I really want a Lexus. And your, your uh, unconscious could be like, uh, no, no, we don't. What? <laughs> you want to be driving around that thing? Hell no. I'm going to keep putting blocks up in your way because we don't want that. And I think that's the same thing. Cause I think of like two years ago, one of the things I know I would have put on there would have been promoted and more money at work. Yeah. If I've been promoted with more money at work. There's no way I could be have enough time to do this podcast right now and any of it. And any of this would have unfolded. So it's like, there's an element to it of be, be careful what you wish for too. Is there not? Oh, like, so, okay. I need to jump in. Cause I yeah, love this please. and I love that we brought it up. Yeah. Get in there. So this is the cover that I created for the, my what if boards that I'm having printed and you probably won't be able to read it, but in gold, it says, I accept this or better. Well, well hold it up a little more manifesting magic. I accept this or better. Hell yeah. So mm. that's on my cover. So that's the other thing that Kimber talks about just exactly to your point of like, how are we supposed to know what's coming? If we don't know what's coming, how do we know if we're supposed to manifest it? So putting out the energy of what is the emotion that you expect to get when you have the Lexus? Is it exhilaration? Is it speed? Is it luxury? Hold that emotion almost at a higher frequency than having the Lexus in, in your hands. Because if you are, if you are manifesting from that emotion then something that or better will come around to fill that space. Because again, it's just, it's just a frequency. A Lexus is a frequency. So if you're holding the frequency of the type of car that you want within that emotion, does that make sense? Yeah. And you can bring around that or better, always letting go of the outcome. Man, alive. Did the emotion, <laughs> the emotion I feel about a Lexus is at last, a player rapping about tits and bras, menage a trois, sex and expensive cars. <laughs> Doug, I don't know what you I'm just sorry. did right now, but like, I feel like I'm tripping. You like pull up your hood, you turn on some sort of black light. I know, dude. I feel like it's I'm crazy. tripping with you on LSD right now, man. And I feel like Dang. we're like in this, like, wow. I, I love that I manifested you right now in this way. Didn't that light change, like, with my hood and all that kind of stuff? Didn't that like change my whole vibe over here? Yeah, yep, man. It did. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like I'm playing in another reality with you right now. And I'm loving it. Quantum leaped into a new reality. Yeah. I can get down for anything that is a quantum leap, by the way. Right. Like I love that you've talked, Chalice, you've talked before, but I think it came from Kimber actually about that, like merging of timelines when, mm -hmm. well, shit. Yeah. It was when we talked about the Mandela effect, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mike, to your point of the things that you would have wanted to manifest two years ago from today being completely different than the things that you want to manifest right now. Like that could be an entire merging of timelines to where you got what you actually wanted to manifest in a different timeline. And then they merged and you have this memory, but there's also this deeper subconscious, like, like spirit world, like energy and manifestation and fucking who knows what's two years from now. Shit, dude, we could be back passing the sacrament two years from now. That, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, that's the thing is like, I think back at like two years from now, if I were making a vision board now, there's probably things what I, I would not even think to imagine that are going to happen to me two years from now. And I'll be like, holy shit, this is so much better. Right. 
Yeah. I think there's an element of like, I love this thing of playing with the unconscious, but like also surrendering to the wisdom of the unconscious in a way. Right. And I think this is where we get into the shadow work of like letting the subconscious lead the way a little bit, you know, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this to like discount manif- manifesting. I, I love this idea and I'm going to buy Kimber's thing and I'm going to do it because um, I want to do it. And I think it's going to be really good for me. And I think there's an element of doing it, playing with it and then letting it be what it is. Yeah. And I think what you're talking you know? about is the power of presence. So you can still manifest and have dreams and goals within the present moment. And maybe tomorrow it's going to change. And maybe a year from now, it's going to change. And that's the whole point of the journal is to look through what you wanted to manifest that day and see how it evolved over time. See if it any of it did come true or if something better came true. And that's I think that's the beauty of manifesting is at any given point, you can change course. You can quantum leap into a parallel reality at any point you're not stuck to that past you that wanted a raise and a better job. And also I wanted to point out that maybe you didn't manifest the podcast, but I think I did. I think I manifested you guys into existence, into my existence. You've been pulling the strings the whole time, girl. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense to me too. It does. I mean, I feel like it just kind of like, yeah, been along for the ride this whole time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because just about the time that I found you guys, I had just finished writing my book proposal for the Purple Eye about leaving Mormonism, finding spirituality. And then you guys like tag me in this photo or you, you like some of my pictures and I'm like, Mormons on mushrooms, this sounds like exactly what I want to do. And then now I'm along this ride with you and we're expanding on these ideas and these uh, modalities and building a community and talking about everything that I wanted to talk about. and want to talk about and here we are a year later holy shit dude Over a year later you're fucking with me now shalice mike we're just <laughs> agents of shalice universe <laughs> you know what I'll, i welcome it i welcome just like being in service to the feminine you know <laughs> but that's the thing though is is recognizing that it's not just what you want like everyone is connected energetically So, and it's not that you're a victim to my manifesting, right? Because some subconscious part of you was in alignment with that energy that I put out to the universe. And that's why you were brought to me. So it's just, we're all working together in this elaborate puzzle. And if we just put ourselves in the level of the video game that we want to play, we're going to find players on that level. And we're all going to have this collective experience that, that simultaneously lifts everyone up and puts them on the path that they want to be on, but you have to consciously put yourself there or else you're going to end up back at level one messing up. Right. Yeah. But Shalice, if I could just give you some props, like if you look at the world you've manifested, I mean, this pot, I mean, what we're up to right now, what we're trying to do together, some of the experience, some of the adventures we've had together, like even the way Mike and I look and act and behave, like, Mike and I are the best of friends, but we are very different as far as like our whole, like, like what we bring to the table. And there's like some of this, it's all over the place kind of deal. And there's like, 
Maybe I, I mean, right now I got some very good energy over here, like with this weird dark blue and all that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't get over it, Doug. I just keep staring at you. I keep staring at you wanting to be like tripping with you right now. (laughs) Don't I look, don't I look magic and beautiful? I'm not even tripping. I just want to be in your presence right now. I want to be like, you look like a space druid, man. And you are a space druid. But then meanwhile, Shalice, like, then you look at my, look at him lean back like that. I mean, Mike is the ultimate, like godfather older brother like handsome he's in the mm-hmm. light he's got that like feminine vibe but he's also balances with his masculinity and all that kind of stuff like i'm i'm okay admitting to the world and shalice that we are just figments of your imagination like i think <laughs> we look exactly like what you want us to look like and behave the way you want us to behave and i'm like my sailor's mouth it's not your it's not something that you're into but i think it's part of this thing of like Doug says a lot of the fucks and shits and dams and hells that Shalice doesn't really care for, you know, like I got shadow kind of stuff going on. It's I'm, I'm getting fucked up right now. I don't know what's going on. Well, Doug, you're speaking to like, so I can't go into details about my trip last weekend, but I did a trip, a, a journey. And like, part of it was like, it's this whole thing of this, this uh, the feminine rising and this feeling of like, Oh, I haven't been in control this whole time. And she's like, yeah, I know. I know you've been, you've been in service to me this whole time. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, keep being in service to me and I'll take good care of you. I'm like, okay, done. (laughs) Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. You know? (laughs) Whoa. What's going through your head right now? Did that so much? First of all, you're not just figments of my imagination. (laughs) I think we all, again, there was something in you, something in Mike, something in me that resonated at just the right level that brought us all together at this time to where we are now. So we're all lifting each other up in some way. Um, and wow. yes, there is an element of surrender. That That's the whole point of being able to allow, allow those higher frequency things to come into your life. And how do you do that? By surrendering to God. You could call it God. You could call it universe. You could call it Shiva. You could call it the divine feminine you do have to surrender because that is part of releasing the control of the outcome, just allowing it to happen, saying, this is what I want this or better releasing it out into the universe, staying at that frequency of this or better, this or better, this or better, and just allowing it to come in. And then if something completely hits you by surprise and it's opposite than what you expected, but it gives you that same emotion of, yes, this is what I was looking for. Then take it. Don't be tunnel vision. That's a whole thing too. People get so tunnel vision on, well, I want the Lexus. Well, what if a Tesla just came knocking at your door? Like, would you say no to the Tesla? So remembering what it is that you're after, who you want to become or how you want to feel with the things that you are trying to attract and keeping yourself on that level as much as possible so that you don't miss it when it comes around. Whoa. Oh man. This is a good yeah, great shit, right? There's an element I kind of want to go into here. And I'm glad that like uh, we talk, talked about the shadow a bit earlier because I think there's a magic when you combine the two. You know, one where you're using your conscious to to imagine, to dream of a better world, right? Sometimes, Doug, yeah, I'm loving those light changes, man. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. I'm fucking with it while you're talking. I'm listening. Don't worry. This is where I wish we could be doing this on YouTube, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But someday, some of us manifest that. Okay, done. Um, (laughs) but, uh, oh, just that, like the conscious mind, like leading the way, like, okay, we can, we can manifest a better future. Right. 
but then combined with the shadow work where it's like, what, what is my subconscious wanting to experience, you know, uh, starting that dialogue and really diving in and, you know, we're, um, I'm listening to this book. I think a couple of us are, I mean, it was recommended by our team, the soul of money, good book. And one of my biggest takeaways is that so far is, um, she talks about this uh, notion of like sufficiency and being feeling sufficient. And at first I was kind of like, Oh no, I want to feel abundant. But sometimes with the word abundance, you kind of feel like I want to feel abundant. And you're like, why am I not feeling abundant? Why do I not have everything I dream of? Right. But when you think of like sufficient, I, it's always been sufficient, you know? And there's a quote she says in the book that says, what you appreciate appreciates. Oh man, I was going to share that quote, dude. Uh, I beat you to it. So no, like, it's good. You shared it with me. That's right. You, uh, you know, deepening into what you already have and appreciating life. I mean, that's being in the present moment, you know? And so, yeah, maybe doing a little uh, a thing and doing, uh, you know, Kimber's work workbook and like, dreaming of a better future, but then holding it loosely and setting it it aside and like, okay, I've set a course, I've set a focus, but now I'm going to appreciate all that I have and deepen into that. I think there's a depth that comes. I almost get a visual of like, if everything that I'm manifesting, you know, as, as above, so below, you know, sometimes it's just deepening into what I already have. And I hit this like well, this new well of water that spurts up that ends up manifesting what I want in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yes. But if I'm not appreciating what I already have, if I'm not being present now, I don't know. There's, there's an element of like, you know, I, I can want a Lexus or a Tesla so bad, but then there's the fact of like, well, why do I really want it? You know, like, yeah, the wanting might be part of it, right? The, Mike, I, I got to hit on something that you're talking about right now, because I got some friends that people I care about a lot that listen to this thing. And I'm one of them, I think. That, uh, you know, we talk a lot about journeys and trips and integration and manifestation, all that kind of stuff. But that sometimes, that sometimes can get in the way of the right now like the present, like the, the, who you are right now. Like there's some people listening to this that I, I know well, that it's like, there's nothing at the horizon. There's nothing at the top of this next hill that is going to make you feel any different or better than what you're feeling right now and who you are right now, who you are right now is abundant and good and lovable and beautiful. And sure we can all do all the shit that we're doing to improve upon ourselves and to, I mean, the opposite is it to sabotage ourselves. Like all that stuff is going to take care of itself and it's going to happen in the future or in the past. But like the right now is, is happening and, and we're enough and we're, and we're loved and we're good. And we're okay. And I, I, I get worried about like when we talk about this thing's upcoming and there's this integration thing going on and there's this circle that we're going to unload some of our bullshit and all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's great. That's very valuable and and pure. 
but also right now is really, really, really cool and important and valuable. And you're, and you're enough and you're abundant and you don't need to like make a bunch of changes and get in touch with your inner child and get in touch with your shadow self and get in touch with your subconscious right now, where you're at with it is way cool and way good and way, way, way more than okay. And so I like this concept that we're talking about because it's like, let's live in expansion of that, of that presence. Like let's live in an expanded state of that presence. And that's where that higher frequency of manifesting our own reality occurs. But within that own reality, within that reality of right now, there are some like dark trips and some, and some like bumpy roads and some hard times and stuff like that. But that's part of it. Like that is part of the whole thing. That's part of the whole agreement is that we want that. That makes us feel like we're alive. It makes us feel like we're more than just a figment of Shalice's imagination. When we have the ups and the downs, lean into those and feel those and be okay. And like, like I'm, I'm trying to make a message of self-love and I realize that I'm having a tough time making my whole point here, but what you said just now, Mike, about what you appreciate appreciates. It's like, that's not in the future. It's like right now, what you appreciate right now is going to return dividends in the future, but the future don't matter because it's just appreciating of what you have right now. Anyway, sorry, Shalice, you got a big old thing that's welling up inside of you. I can see it and I want to hear it. I just. No, you know, I, I loved it. I agree with everything you guys are saying and I'm glad you brought it up. Because gratitude is a huge part of manifesting as well. Um, Being grateful for everything that you have in the moment. If we can really think about manifesting less as putting something into the future or wish into the future, but being that already now, I think that changes a lot of things. Because then we're not trying to be fortune tellers or, (laughs) I mean, we are storytellers, but we're not trying to force something into the future, but having that gratitude is such a high vibrational emotion, which is why when I write my gratitude, I used to do this every single day and it worked. And I wasn't even really trying to manifest, but it worked because I would say, thank you for blank. And so the first half of the page, I would say, thank you for all the things that I already have. The second half of the page, I would say, thank you for things that I don't have, but that I want. Mm. Because then again, it's still that gratitude of, thank you for bringing this into my life. Right. And every time I would do that, like, for example, one time I wrote something as simple as thank you for amazing friends that always have my back. And the next day, a friend who I haven't talked to in months was like, Hey, I have this job. Are you free to style? I was like, yes. (laughs) Oh man. And that was just something simple. It wasn't even thank you for this million dollar home. It was just being grateful for my friends. And it's those little things that really add up and create those emotions that we were talking about, those emotions and those states of beings that we're hoping to be in. Well, Sleaze, you nailed it too when you were talking about like, remember when you were talking about if you, if you want that Lexus, I, I, I know we keep using Lexus, but it's just, it's just like easy. a good, it's just yeah. a good old example. It's a good placeholder, right? Yeah. But if you're, if you are living, if you're like, okay, I am going about my life like I've got that Lexus. Like if you're in that frequency and you got that Lexus swagger and you got that whole thing of like someone who do you need, I mean, the Le- the Lexus is just a placeholder for like the real thing that you, that you were looking for, which is that, that sense of self. 
that, that sense of like, I'm okay. Like I did it. Like I'm, I'm, I own a Lexus, mm-hmm. but if you're already like in that f- vibration of past, present, future, I got that Lexus, the tangible product does not matter. It's just that right now of how we're interacting with the world around us and how we're feeling about ourselves and how we're like getting that strut on that swagger on, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, did that thing. ruin the whole thing? Was that, too, was that too hardcore? It leads, okay. It leads me right into this, which is how do we actually tangibly implement these things? And one of the, one of the things that Kimber was talking about is dressing like your avatar. So how would someone who owns an Alexis dress? So I, <laughs> I always need an excuse or I don't need an excuse, but I love excuses to shop. So I went and got like a whole new wardrobe that was just this badass upscale, could speak at an event, could go to book signings, could drive that Lexus or whatever car I wanted. And I started wearing them to work as a tailor. So <laughs> it, it gave me this air of like, yeah, this confidence and this, I am this person and I am interesting and ask me a question. Let's have an intellectual conversation um, or you need this done. I can do it. I'm your girl. And it really did make a difference. And also it's funny because in my book, it's like, okay, how would people see you when you walk into your room your, as your avatar? And it was like, oh, they would turn their heads and look and they would be like, wow, I wonder who she is. She looks interesting. And also having them notice how I look, but not in a sexualized way, like, in a wow, that's a striking woman. And so everything shifted when I, I changed my wardrobe and I started wearing these things because before I would just go to the store and like sweats and stuff and be like, oh, it's fine. I'm just like trying to make it in Hollywood. You know, <laughs> I'm just on this lower level. It doesn't really matter what I look like. And then when I started wearing these other things, I did notice people turning and looking over like, who is she? Because I looked important. I looked like the person that I wanted to become, right? And so that's one of my favorite tangible tips of how to actually act like the person that you want to be. Yeah, I mean, that's like, there's a lot of psychology behind that stuff too. Like when it comes to like, you know, dress for success, dress for all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, can we pause I'm trying to feel there's something that kind of wants to come out here and I'm not, it's not like, um, hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to tarot card to see if it helped. <laughs> <laughs> the ace of pentacles, which is kind of interesting. What does that one mean? It's kind of a manifestation card, you know, it's got like, uh, I mean, until Doug comes back, let's just read what it says. Maybe it will inspire us in a way says in the center of even the giant redwood trees a tiny seedling once stood such is the energy of the ace of pentacles it's the seed that takes root grounding you far uh, grounding you for the future you're in the beginning phases of a prosperous venture stay grounded go outside take time to appreciate nature you may also find a windfall of wealth headed your way <laughs> oh my gosh stop yeah. that's a great card thank you tarot Oh my gosh. Welcome back, Space Doug. Hey. Thanks for thanks for waiting for me. You even have like a North Star in the background. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Where do we leave off? Gratitude. 
Gratitude. Oh yeah, gratitude. I mean, gratitude is a trigger word for me too, you guys. With uh, let's, let's 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 dive into that. Let's dive into that, and maybe we can figure out a way to kind of bridge some of this because um, I don't know. There's something about all of this, and maybe it's my Mormon shit that um, there's an element of manifesting, and I talked about it earlier, and maintaining a high frequency and being grateful that feels to me exhausting, Hmm. I guess, you know, feels like, I don't know. And maybe it's because like when I was a child and I would pray for things and then those things wouldn't come about or like I would, then I would blame myself. You were talking about the shame aspect of it earlier, Chalice. I would immediately resort to shame. I mean, there was even a moment and I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but let me share the story real quick. Cause I think it's a, a good one. When I was on my, on my mission, this is what this is what I'm grappling with here. So I was on my mission, and there was a a man. He was dying of stomach cancer, and we went and we gave him a, a priesthood blessing. And he must have weighed like ninety pounds. He was probably in his fifties or sixties. Um, and you know, we gave him a blessing that he would heal and whatnot, but we, we kind of like, you know, but thy will be done kind of thing. And then I went to a, um, a zone conference and my mission president was teaching a book or teaching from a book called invoking the powers of heaven, where he's like, next time you're giving a blessing, don't make it some mamsy pamsy, like, uh, if thy will be done. No, you rebuke the illness and command yeah. it, command it to leave their body. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I was inspired. I was so into it. I was so ready for it. So I immediately, that guy com- came to mind when we got back off the bus the next day, I think we went to his house and I invoked all the powers of heaven. I rebuked the shit out of that cancer. And he died like two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we chuckle at the punchline. Any day, anyway, he died of well, cancer. I mean, that's the that's the trickster in all of this, right? And I so, so I think there's an element of as much as I con- why did I consciously want him to live? You know why? So I could prove God's greatness, so I could keep him on this earth longer. When his soul, his unconscious or whatever, is like, no, it's time for me to go to my next incarnation to or maybe to the void or the nothingness that comes after this life, whatever. Like I've had my experience here. It's time for me to go. So as much as I consciously wanted to manifest something different, I couldn't. And so I think that's part of all of this is like, you know, it, it's almost like you're having a dialogue with, if, if you picture like you're a, an inner marriage with you and your unconscious if you're mansplaining the whole time to your unconscious, I mean, I, the symbolism of like the masculine being consciousness and the feminine being the unconscious and you're manifest, you're, you're mansplaining and you're like, Hey babe, yeah, I'm going to make a million dollars and we're going to get a Lexus and we're going to build a house in the middle of the woods and we're going to live there. It's just going to be the two of us in the middle of the woods. And she's like, Oh no, fuck no. I don't want that. I want my friends. I want, I, why do I want a Lexus? No, I don't want this. She's either going to like uh, block you every step of the way. Yeah. You know, and, and if it's, a, if it's a bad marriage, like if you don't have that relationship with your unconscious, it's a bad marriage. So she can't communicate that to you and be like, that's not what I want. So instead she's going to like 
passive aggressively manipulate it, or she's going to be like, okay, let's do that. You want that? Have it. But you'll then recognize that like, I've just manifested everything I dream dreamt of and I'm, I feel empty inside. Yeah. Mm. So I guess that's kind of what I'm feeling. I, I, I'm excited to get Kimber's workbook, to work with it, to play with my imagination, to see what I can manifest. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm not real with myself and like, I guess not real with myself, that's not the right word to say. If I'm not in relationship with my unconscious, that's really running, running the show. What am I doing? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'll manifest Alexis. I did it. Hey guys, I manifested it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, now I've got it. And like, Oh, that didn't really, uh, check my boxes. It didn't really warm my bucket. Like I thought it would, you know? Yeah. You have a good point. And I think it just goes back to the emotion thing. Like what's the feeling that you're after and also asking your heart what you want before you write it down mm-hmm. and feel it in yourself, which we've talked about that exercise many times, asking a question, seeing if you get a good feeling, ask a bad question, feel the difference, manifesting from your heart space. And also another thing Kimber talks about, and so does Bashar, is following your highest excitement. So if something is really exciting to you, it feels really exciting, that's what you should follow. Those are the breadcrumbs to your highest timeline. But if something feels hollow, like I want Alexis just because I want people to think I'm cool, that doesn't really seem like it's on your path to (laughs) enlightenment or on your highest timeline. It just seems like a decision made from the ego. Yeah. Yeah. Shalice, that that ego thing. That's what I was, Mike, I was going to ask you about your, your, your story about uh, invoking the powers of heaven, you know, calling down like the, the power of Christ himself to heal the man of cancer. I'm not speaking for you, but I, I'm speaking for myself. Like I've had those experiences. And if I'm, if I'm really painfully honest with myself, the reason I wanted to have such a powerful priesthood, like such a, such a righteousness, such a, such a mustard seed of faith was not was not even self-serving in the, in the sense of like being in line with God's will or, or any of that kind of thing. It was about how others perceived me, mm. right? It was about wanting others to recognize the power of God, like the, 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 the faith that I held to prove to them that I was a conduit of the Lord, like that I was, that I was worthy. God, we keep coming back to that word worthiness, you know, and it's such a fucking word. It's such a, such a, such a tough word, but it wasn't even to try to like give myself some kind of like feeling of I'm in line with God's. I got the power of the priest. I am like doing it. It was that thing of like, I want others to cry. When I give a lesson, I want others to, I want others to feel the spirit. Spirit, when I speak, I want others to feel like the power of God is coursing through me. And I mean, that was the experience that Joseph Smith had. I think that's the experience that a lot of people have of rising in the ranks of the church. I remember, I remember a good buddy of mine talking about marriage proposal, like uh, who he's looking for in a spouse. And he was, 
he was looking for a girl whose family was connected and had good wealth and was high ranking in the church kind of thing. Because then it's like, there's that nepotism that kind of naturally happens. And Mm. you get that feeling of everyone loves me. Everyone, shit, dude, we're getting into some of my, we're getting into some of my deepest insecurities. All the shit that I try to do now, yesterday, and when I was in the church, I feel like a big old part of it is about people saying, yeah, that Doug, oh man. That Doug, he's got good fucking wisdom. He's got like good old priesthood power. He's got a lot of, even talking about my, my vibe tonight. Like I'm, I'm loving that you guys are feeling the thing that like, oh yeah, Doug's looking like he's got space through it at powers and he's looking like he's tripping. That's still serving some little insecure part of me. That's kind of going, what do you guys think about me? What do y'all think? Like what? Am I cool? Am I, am I, am I hip? Am I like, am I, do I look the way I want to look? Do I sound the way I want to sound? And it's not for me, it's for you. And that's where I think this manifestation thing gets into the, like the real weeds of like, well, why do you want that? Why do you want that? What, what are you talking about? Why do you want it? Do you want it for, do you want it to fill something that's empty and broken inside of you? Or do you want it to serve this, Shalice, what you were talking about, this collective consciousness, this, this, this we, do you want it to serve this concept of we? Dan, that's a really, that's a really hard question for me to answer. Like if I'm being real, real honest, that is a really hard question for me to answer. Cause I feel like my intentions are pure a lot of the time. But then when I do some retrospect and I look back on it, I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know how I would pure your intentions were. Mm -hmm. I think that your intentions were to get some fucking attention. If your intentions are attention, then the only attention you can get is from yourself. And that's the only thing that I, that's what I keep feeling about myself. That's the only thing I can keep feeling. So I don't mean to like talk about your story about that dude with cancer, Mike, but that I've been in those situations where I gave less of a shit about the person who was sick or dying and more of a shit of people witnessing the power of God through me. That's what I wanted, man. And that is hard for me to admit. That's a hard old, like, I don't like, I don't like that part of myself. No. And I don't know if we're getting too off, but I, I, I want to go down this for just a, for a minute and we can get back to whatever, but like, cause there's an element of really that self-reflection, that digging of like, okay, you want this, but why do you want it? Okay. What's this? And like, that's where you get into that shadow work of like, why, you know, what is it that, and then you find out what really lights you up and what you're really afraid of. And we talk about deepening into what you already have. And there's an element of that presence. And I have a feeling that like, when you're really present, you're all, there's always going to be a little bit of fear there because the present moment is so unpredictable. You're yeah. in, you're in it with the unknown. You're, you're not trying to predict the future or change the past or change the story. You're just in it with the present moment and who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the present. So it's like surrendering to the unknown and the unknown of, <laughs> I'm trying to tie that back into manifesting, but like surrendering to the unknown of like, I'm, 
is it kind of like thy will be done in a way or like in a way, but uh, when thy, I like picture a feminine instead of a God, but like thy will, you know, we're talking about, we're in all in service to Shalice here. And so it's kind of like, (laughs) Hey, we, we got to Shalice. We got to like, we got to like, we got to go down that path. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. But we'll go to the path too. She leaves. It makes you uncomfortable. We'll talk about we're all in service to the divine feminine that's rising here and being like, thy will be done. And she be, she'll be like, oh yeah, I know. And I'll take good care of you. And I'll, I'll manifest things in your life that you never could have even possibly dreamed of. But you're in service to me. You're in service to the present moment. And deepening into what you have and deepening into all of it. And uh, I guess that's where I'm kind of feeling. I don't know. But, but that me, that me, that, that, that in service to her or in service to thee, that's, that's just, isn't that just you? Isn't that just me? Isn't that just Shalice? Yeah. Isn't that just like, in like two sides of one coin, like the masculine and feminine and, and beyond the masculine and feminine, just like the concept of awareness and consciousness, like, isn't it that, but our consciousness gets muddled up and fucked up by the, the ego situation. Right. Yeah. I, I guess I, I personally don't like thinking of myself in service to anybody. <laughs> that, yeah. That was giving me Shalice same. That was giving me some weirdness. Like yeah. Mike, when you were talking about I'm in service to yeah. you, you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Cause then it gets into ego and how, how in service are you to which part of you, the light or the dark or the ego or the self. But Doug, when you're talking about manifesting from an egoic place, it just made me think that there's always going to be a spectrum because right. Apparently the most enlightened beings desire nothing. So like, maybe we shouldn't be desiring all these things, but also our life is a game that's meant to be played. And we've heard it through many people who channel. They're like, life is just a game. Like you came here to play a game and to learn and that's it. So just like create the reality that you want. And so I think we have to, like what Mike was saying, find the presence because that will give us a truer spectrum, a a truer spot on the spectrum, somewhere between ego and enlightenment where we can find our true desires and our true desires as in the roadmap for why we came here in the first place is to, what are we trying to achieve? Why did our soul actually incarnate in to earth and what are we trying to gain by coming here? So I think again, listening to the heart, finding the presence. And also I think it's okay to have some egoic desires because also that's part of being human, right? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, having, agreed. having an ego to play with. So it's okay if you want to be seen. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants affirmation in some way, shape or form. We shouldn't condemn that side of ourselves for wanting to be seen. I think that's okay. But checking ourselves on that spectrum of, are we too far in the ego space? And I loved how you talked about the, the friend of yours who wanted to manifest the girl with the money and the status or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the difference between, and we've talked about this on like the half dating episode of Shalice. (laughs) The difference of who I was and who I am now is my list that I wrote down. It was just purely qualities that I wanted in a man. It had nothing to do with these um, materialistic things that I would have probably put on my list in the past. It was a very 
<laughs> what, what could you say? A grounded version of what I wanted my life to look like. And they were mostly emotion-based things that I knew that if he had these qualities, then I could live the life that would make me feel a certain way and make me feel safe and happy and all of those things that we wanted, but without the ego getting in the way. And then it's funny that he just happened to look exactly how I wanted to. I didn't even have physical traits on my list and he just checked all the boxes anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's a handsome motherfucker. He is, <laughs> he is a good looking dude. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought this up because for me, what this brings is up. It, I mean, it takes me back to that episode that we did of the trickster and why so serious. Um, we're yeah. going down like a pretty serious route. And there's also a little bit of like, we're here to play. Mm-hmm. And so at least I'm, there's something about manifesting. It's like, put your intentions out there, play with it. And the unconscious can go like, oh yeah, I can work with that. Or like, okay, this, this gives me a starting point, but you're at least like engaging with it and you're working with it and you're playing with it and you're uh, operating in a realm of imagination. And you can, you, if you can imagine a better world for you and we can all imagine that, then that's how we start imagining a better world for all of us. And we kind of like just work together in this collective space. In that book we were reading, there's a, a moment, and I think in Bangladesh or something, where she shares a story where they all got together and they imagined like a better, I think, I hope it's Bangladesh, if it's not some country, a better Bangladesh. And it was an act of imagination where they're lifting themselves up at like a more self sufficient, abundant country. But it started oh, with them imagining it. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Bangladesh, maybe, maybe Senegal. I don't know where it was, Yeah, but it was like, they just full blown, like community wise got together and manifest, I mean, manifested a better version of their community. Like, and it, and it spread to other communities. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa. That, that imagination was contagious. And all of a sudden everyone started imagining a better world. And so lifting people out of like, no, I have to be so serious. Right. And kind of start playing with it. And so I love that aspect of like playing and yeah, that's really resonating with me right now. But Mike, you know, we did that, we did that episode about the trickster and you and I liked that episode more than anybody else. I think like it, it didn't get a lot of love. Like it, it wasn't like one of our more popular episodes. Really? I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. But we talked a lot about like the Joker as this toxic trickster or this like anarchist version of the trickster, you know. But, you know, you keep saying, why so serious? The message from the trickster, whether it's the healthy side or the toxic side, is the same message. It's just about the it's about the delivery and the actions behind it. It's still why so serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you you can get real serious about manifesting your reality. You can also get real serious about the opposite of that, which is being a victim to fate, being a victim to your own uh, shortcomings and your own insecurities. But the message on both sides of that is just like, why, why so serious? Like, just chill, like, go get it. Like, go make, make the reality that you want. So I, I know I keep talking about it, but I love the idea of just like, if you want a Lexus, it's not the Lexus that you want. It's the vibe that you got when you got that Lexus. Like who fucking cares about driving around and it's got like comfortable seats and a good stereo. Like you're trying to get from point A to point B. Right. But it's about that swagger that comes with what are you really up to? Like, what do you really, who, who do you really want to present yourself? 
you know, you, it's funny you were talking about the clothes, Shalise, because I literally, I literally dress like a homeless person. Like I, I <laughs> you know. Well, and right now a homeless person from space. Yeah. yeah, dude, ain't got no home if you're flying through space. <laughs> but like, but, but beneath that is like someone who kind of likes to have a little bit of that, whatever, so that's that vibe. The upscale badassery. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because it's not like for me, clothes are a big deal, but for you, they're not. So right. for you, that wouldn't be a helpful exercise yeah. but for me, like the clothes are my identity. So it makes more sense. That's the exact that you're you're hitting exactly what's up. It's 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 about what it is for you. I'm not trying. We're not trying to say and Shalee's not trying to say Mike's not trying to say go out and shop at Saks Fifth Avenue to to to, to get the 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 coolness that you want or the, or the life that you want. It's about identifying what makes you feel like the best version of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, it might be something different than literally I wear goodwill clothes. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to brag, but literally my best clothes come from goodwill and the DI. I won't, I won't hate. Like I go to the DI too. Yeah. They got, they got good shit. But I get, but, but, but the thing that you're talking about, Shalise, for, for you of, of the, the way you present yourself and the parent, like that kind of stuff, for me, it's something different, but it, it's about fine. It's not about copying Shalise. It's not about copying Mike. It's not about copying. It's about finding what makes you feel like the best version of yourself. Right. And then that, then this concept of manifesting your own reality is in line with exactly who you are, not who somebody else is or who somebody else is like, who's watching or who's looking at it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Doug. Thank you. Killing it. Thank you. It's the hood. <laughs> so you're saying clothes do matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The hood matters. Like, I mean, you know, not to not to put another good word in for goodwill, but <laughs> this thing came from goodwill. It cost me three dollars. Nice. You look good in it, man. Um, Thank you. Who knows who else has worn this? Maybe maybe a wizard wore this. I don't know. I like how we waved and and uh, waved and all of it through this episode. We're just like going all over the place, and I love it. And yeah, we have gone all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, let's um close manifest. it out with let's just keep just keep dreaming, just keep playing, and for Casey, just keep swimming. I'm so glad you mentioned Casey swimming. I was gonna do that too. Casey, just keep swimming. The episode might be close to an end, but just keep going, girl. Just keep swimming. Um, just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she yeah. knows. Everyone's like, what? Who? She knows. Casey knows. Casey knows. I think a lot of people really kind of got into that whole thing where she's like, she got those headphones for swimming, you know? That's so pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I want some of those, man. I want to get back into swimming. I'm like, you're a swimmer. I'm a swimmer and I haven't swam in a long time. And I think, it, I think I'd like to swim again. <laughs> so I'm going to get some headphones, listen to some, oh, that's a little masturbatory. I'm not going to listen to Mormons and Mushrooms while I swim, but if other people want to, they can. <laughs> <laughs> cool guys. Well, this is right. awesome. Anyone who wants to get Kimber's book, we'll link her website in the show notes, but it's divinealchemyacademy.co. I think that's what it is. Goodness, did I just quote the wrong thing? Divine Alchemy Academy. Yep, that's it. That's CO. And you can get 
the book that we were talking about, which is the journal and the lesson plans, like all the meditations with the kit, or you can just get the daily journal that has 365 days for you to write your goals and your gratitude and all the things. And Kimber, if you've made it this far, if you're listening, girl, come back and tell us what we tell us, like correct us on the bullshit that you, yes. like you're the master. Come back and just tell us what we're missing. Also, Kimber, if you're listening, we are still trying to figure out who that rock star of yours is that you're connected <laughs> with. We're still trying to figure that out. I'm still wondering how I get in warrior shape. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the swimming we were talking about. I mean, you just mentioned it. Like you have a swimmer's body. Like you, you already look like you're a fucking warrior. Look at look at you, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah looking good. I'm getting a little yeah. longer hair, man. We're getting. We're getting. I know. Hair. I love that ponytail get, going on. Same. We're getting there. <laughs> Kimber has a class coming up with divine masculine, divine feminine. I would love to do an episode on that because we talk about that all the time. Let's manifest that right now. Done. Let's manifest her coming on and talking about the divine masculine and feminine. Done. Yes. Okay. That's happening. happening. I'll bet she'll come on. Yeah. Well, we just manifest it. So of course she is. Yeah. <laughs> no resistance. Yeah. All right, you two. I really love you a lot. Same. Love you too. Thanks for putting up with my vibes tonight. Like I'm I I'm kind of digging this. So I'm just gonna like sit in here for a while. Doug. I mean, whatever you got going on, just keep it going. I mean, I love yeah. it. I love switching it up. And this is, this is perfect. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mormons on Mushrooms podcast. We have so much fun recording it. And if you love it, we would absolutely love it. If you could leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts, it would really help our visibility so more people can listen to it and be enlightened and hear our crazy stories. So thanks again for tuning in. Bye.